morning, church. Happy Mother's Day to all our mothers. Can us as a church just thank all the mothers in our congregation today? All right, if you had a mom, raise your hand. Okay, <laughs> so we're all blessed by our mothers and we are thankful for them. We actually have something very special to recognize our mothers today. So I was strolling through the mall the other day, and I don't normally do that. I was meeting some friends, some, some guys invited me to go out and see a movie. And uh, I saw this little kiosk, which had a really interesting gadget. And I love gadgets. So I stopped by and I wanted to see what was going on. And basically, it's a little module that you plug in to your iPod or phone or whatever you have. And uh, let me find a good song. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I like, this is the Rocky theme song. Well, one of them anyway. Anybody hear it? Hear it a little bit maybe? But what happens when you put it on an empty object? Now that's pretty neat, huh? Basically, whatever object you put it on, the object amplifies the sound. So the larger the empty space, the more sound you get. This got me thinking. The larger the object I could come up with. It's like, man, that's pretty good. Not bad for a bucket. Most glory that little five-gallon bucket's ever had. But you know me, I didn't want to stop there. I was like, man, if a little bucket does that good... What about a big bucket? Pretty cool, huh? Y'all act like you see this every day. Gets a little bass beat with that big old trash can. So here's what occurred to me. Actually, the solo cup is a little loud... But the trash can gives more of an overall sound. You get your bass, your treble, your everything. But this is what occurred to me. That the more empty space there was between, you know, this to this, the more emptiness means the better the sound was authentically amplified. The more emptiness, the more something was amplified. Here's what I want to share with you today. And I want to share it with mothers. I want it to be an encouragement to you and to all our people. Is that the love of God is most amplified in your life when you are empty. I want you to look in your notes or in the word of God to Romans chapter 12. If you don't have your Bible, we have one in the pew in front of you. Or you can use... The notes in your bulletin. We're going to be reading Romans 12, verses 3 through 8. 
The word of God says this. For I say to you, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Ultimately, after we look at this scripture today, we finish looking at it, we will understand that the love of God, the kingdom of God, becomes most amplified in our life when we are emptied. The first thing that we must empty ourselves of, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 3, is this. We must empty ourselves of our pride. It says right there in the scripture that each one not think of himself more highly than he ought to think. If you think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, that is pride. Now, we have different words in our society for pride. Sometimes we talk about someone who is prideful as someone who is haughty, snobbish, uppity, yuppie, arrogant, conceited, egotistical, in their high tower, snooty, snotty, or Democrat. I believe moms are empty of pride. I'll tell you why. There is no mother that is too good or thinks too high of themselves to clean a dirty diaper. No mom's too good to clean a dirty diaper. There is, you know, when the floor under the dinner table looks like it has more food than the table did. A mother is not too good to clean it. By nature, a mother empties herself of pride. That's why we honor mothers today. Because you did not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. You cared for us. You did those things most people would not be willing to do. And in the emptiness of your pride, you became a great servant. I read about a great salesman who closed many sales with this line. He would say, let me show you something that several of your neighbors said you couldn't afford. People would buy it. You know why? Because it touched on their pride. Pride is a problem for us all. I put this in your notes. You can fill this in. Pride is the focus on self. Pride also becomes the worship of self. When we think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, we are elevating ourselves to the point where we're thinking of ourselves too much. And that actually becomes worship of self. Whatever you think about the most is what you worship. Think about this today. Whatever you think about the most is what you worship. That's a hard reality that we have to face. 
when we're told to have no idols before the Lord, to worship the Lord first in our life, we should be putting God first in our thoughts, not ourself. But the opposite of pride, the good news today, the opposite of pride is humility. It's the lack of pride. C.S. Lewis had a great quote about this. He says, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. That's a pretty good word. Humility is not you thinking you are worse or bad off. Humility is simply you not thinking about you. When you're humble, you will put the needs of others before yourself. Because you think about others first. You put God first. You put serving others first. That is the essence of humility. And that is what a mother does. A mother puts the needs of her children first. And thinks of their self last. I think if the majority of us Christians could display the attributes that mothers display. We would do great things for the kingdom of God. You know, as I said, pride becomes the worship of self. Also, pride resulted in the fall of Lucifer. Why did Lucifer fall from heaven? Because he thought of himself more highly than he ought to think. Now, he was indeed the numero uno angel. I mean, the number one angel, the most beautiful, the most radiant angel. If anyone had the right to think highly of themselves, it would have been Lucifer. But God never gives you anything so you can be prideful about it. Whatever God has given you is so you can return the glory back to Him. Not so you can get the glory. And what happened was... Because Lucifer was so beautiful, he should have given the glory back to God. But he focused the glory on himself. And he thought of himself more highly than he ought to think. Whenever we start allowing, whenever we, we, we focus on ourselves, we're not empty. And cannot amplify the love of God in our life. Pride, therefore, also resulted in the fall in the garden. Adam and Eve. Hanging out in the garden, there's one tree. God says, don't eat the fruit of that one tree. By the way, it wasn't an apple. Even though we like to think it was. It was just a tree in the garden. God said, don't eat of that one tree. And the devil came along and said, oh. Did God really say you would die? Did he really say that? God doesn't just want. He he doesn't want you to become like him. Because if you eat of that fruit, you will be like a God. Maybe Adam and Eve started thinking and said, hmm. See, what they did is they took the commandment of God and now put themselves above it. And that pride resulted in the fall. I have a simple test here down at the bottom. You don't have to fill this in, but I want you to look at it. I want us to scale today where our pride would fall. All right, number one is how much percentage of the time do you think of yourself the least... Or is the majority of the time you're thinking of yourself the most? So if you put others, if you put the needs of others first, you would be a one, a two, or a three, or a scale. But if we're all the time focusing on ourselves, we would be an eight, a nine, or a ten. Where do you fall this morning? This is not a, a, a judgmental thing. This is just an accurate representation of who we are. We need to know. We need to know. Am I really prideful? 
Am I putting others before myself? And maybe if we look at that, you say, you know what, preacher, I'd really be a, I'd really probably be a six or a seven. Let me encourage you. When you empty yourself of pride, maybe, maybe this week you can focus on being a, a five or a four. God will be amplified in your life when you put the needs of others first. The second thing we must be empty of, according to Scripture, is that we must be empty of our will. The Scripture says, don't think of yourself highly, more highly than you ought to think, but think soberly. That means of a controlled mind. That means a sound mind. You know, the only way as a Christian to have a sound mind is for you to stop trying to control everything. If you think you can control your life and your situations, then you do not have a sound mind. But if you ultimately realize that it is the sovereign hand of God in your life who controls, and we accept this, Matter of fact, not only do we accept it, but we start getting excited about it. That I am a child of God. I, he is in control of my life. Then we'll be of a sound mind. We'll be sober-minded. We must empty ourselves of our will. Do you know what your will is? Your will is your desire. You can't desire the things of the world and the things of God. Some of you might say, maybe you're a mom, and you might say, well, a mother doesn't want to spend all day taking kids to the potty and putting bottles in their mouths. Exactly. Because a mother doesn't want anything. Let me explain what I mean. Because she doesn't want anything for herself other than being a mother... That frees her up to take care of her children. You see, because she has emptied herself of her will, of her desires, now she is free to be a mother. What is keeping you from unlocking God's prosperity in your life is your own wants, your own will, your own desire. I'll give you an example. You see, no one asked if you want to serve in vacation Bible school. The question is, what in your life do you want instead? No one will ask you, do you want to be a Sunday school teacher? The question is, is there something in your life you want instead? Once we remove our will, once we remove our wants, then we're freed up and someone says, hey man, can you serve? Yeah. Because we've emptied ourselves of our will, of our desires. You see, we can want a lot of things in life, and I've heard it put this way, you know, put your wants in one hand and put... All right, well, never mind, I'll use another illustration. Galatians 2.20 says, I no longer live, but it is Christ who lives in me. You see, if Jesse no longer lives, check this out. If Jesse no longer lives, then it doesn't matter what Jesse wants. Because Jesus now lives in me. That is ultimately the removal of the will, allowing Jesus to occupy our life 
and allow Him to bring glory through you in any way that He wants. In any way that He wants. I read the story of about a little girl who had saved up her allowance for five weeks and she went to the jewelry store and they had a set of fake pearls. Now they, of course, had a price tag even though they were fake and this little girl spent her allowance for five weeks on these fake pearls and she would clutch them in her hand and she would say, Daddy, do you see my, my pretty pearls? So Daddy came into her bedroom one night and says, Honey, I want you to give me your pearls. She said... No, Daddy, I saved up for five weeks for these. These are mine. He comes in the next night and says, Honey, Daddy wants you to give me your pearls. But Daddy, no, these are mine. I bought these pearls. One night, the Daddy comes in, and the little girl is there with a tear in her eye. She says, Daddy, you can have my pearls. And the Daddy reached in his back pocket got a strand of real pearls that he'd been saving for her. You see, your wants does not mean God's best. God has something better for you if we would simply give up our will, our desire, and our wants. What are you holding on to today, like that little girl that you need to let go of, so that God can give you something better? The last thing we need to empty ourselves of is we need to empty ourselves of our distractions. The scripture in Romans 12 goes on to say, you know, we are many beings but one body. And each person has a particular gift. If it's prophecy, let them prophesy. If it's ministry, let them minister. He doesn't say that the person who has a gift of teaching needs to go and needs to uh, uh, go evangelize. You know why? Because there's an evangelist to do that. There is a focus that God wants to bring about in your life once you realize what he wants you to do. If we can get rid of our distractions, then the teacher can teach. The prophet can prophesy. And we can focus on what God wants for us in our life. The reason a mother could focus on you is because nothing else was taking her focus. Mothers get rid of distractions so that they can focus on their children. It's no surprise that one of the leading causes of car crashes now is distractions that come from cell phones. I think this is why people crash in life also. If a distraction in a car makes you crash, guess what results in the crashes in life? Distractions. Because God has a course for you, but we start pulling out the cell phone of the world and start getting distracted by the things of the world and we miss what God has for us. Empty ourselves of distractions. Have you ever seen a military sniper who was talking on his Bluetooth while listening to his iPod? No. They're so incredibly focused, they get rid of all distractions. See, when you remove distraction, it becomes powerful in your life. It allows you to focus like you've never focused before. The reduction of distractions result in the increase of focus. In your life, focus is the difference between a flashlight and a laser. If you take a beam of light, it can be just a flashlight. 
But if you focus a beam of light enough, it becomes a laser so powerful that it can cut steel. You see how powerful focus can be in our life. I have one autographed baseball by a professional baseball player, and that's by Hank Aaron. He is still the number one in RBIs in baseball history. Well, Yogi Berra at the time was the famous catcher for the New York Yankees. Hank Aaron steps up to bat, and Yogi liked to talk a lot. I guess that's why he has so many quotes. But as Hank Aaron came up to bat, there Yogi was catching, and Yogi tried to distract Hank, and he told Hank Aaron that he was holding the bat the wrong way. He says, uh, hey there, Hank, you need to turn the bat the right way. You're supposed to look at it so you can read the trademark. All he was doing is trying to throw off his focus. So he says, you got to hold the bat different so you can read the trademark. Well, Hank Aaron proceeded to hit the ball over the left field bleachers. And as he rounded home, he stopped by Yogi and said, I didn't come here to read. <laughs> he was focused. The ability to get rid of distractions leads to incredible performance. You know what we need to do in our life? Instead of a to-do list, most of us need to have a to-don't list. <laughs> we need a list of things to not do. Don't turn on this TV show. Don't turn on Facebook. Don't call this person back that bothers you every day. We need a list of things to stop distracting us so that we can focus. Let me ask you today. What is one distraction that needs to come off of your agenda? What is something that is distracting you from God's purpose in your life and it needs to come off your agenda? You can write that in there or you can just know it in your head. But if we can get rid of distractions, we can become powerful vessels of amplification for God's love in our life. Just like Romans 12, like most mothers that I know, if we can become empty of our pride, empty of our will, and empty of our distractions, then the love of God will be most amplified in our life. This is possible today, not by your own power, not by the words of a preacher, but it's possible because of the cross of Calvary and because of the power of the Holy Spirit that can lead and guide us into all things. During this time of invitation, maybe there's a decision you need to make. Maybe, maybe that distraction you need to get rid of is your sin. Maybe you just need to fully get rid of your sin and look to the cross of Calvary and say, I trust Jesus today to be the author of my faith. I believe in him for my only hope of salvation. I'm going to ask our musician to come. We're going to have a time of invitation.